Hey everyone, you're listening to Everyday Enlightenment. I'm your host, Trisha Martin-Owen, and today we're going to be exploring the connection between mindfulness and spirituality. The two are intrinsically linked, creating a solid foundation for an amazing life of courage and integrity. Welcome. The beauty of mindfulness is that it is non-secular. It's that anybody from any faith, any background, can apply these concepts to their everyday lives and potentially see benefit. Spirituality, on the hand, can be very deep and personal. When we follow a spiritual path, it's really about following your own path home, back into yourself, knowing who you are, remembering who you are. And this is where mindfulness can come in and be very helpful. I've always thought that mindfulness and a lot of Buddhist traditions and principles were like the mind gym. You go and you pump iron for a while and you really build up these particular muscles and these particular areas of your brain and when that becomes starts to become applied regularly and often that's when the magic begins when we start to train our minds to step back from our story and our everyday lives our very busy everyday time sensitive human lives, we can begin to see the bigger picture. And not only do we begin to see it, we begin to experience it. As we experience this bigger picture more regularly, an amazing thing can begin to happen. New ideas, new paradigms of thought can begin to turn up. Sometimes they might be in the form of intuition. Other times, you know that old saying, the teacher appears when the student is ready. You'll just begin to hear specific concepts or ideas repeatedly, maybe not, you know, every five minutes or even every day, but you'll hear it two, three, four, five times, often enough where you start to notice a pattern. That's because you're ready to hear it. You're ready to take it in and do whatever it is you need to do with it. And this is where the spirituality component comes in because as you take things in and as you explore your inner landscape, an allowing begins to happen where we begin to let ourselves be isn't that amazing? Letting yourself be instead of in constant doing mode or, you know, that inner critic just having a heyday or uh, judgment or seeking outside of yourself. A lot of times um, people believe they're on a spiritual path when they are very devotedly seeking elsewhere. 
outside of themselves. And that there's nothing wrong with that by any stretch of the imagination because it is a way to learn about yourself. And eventually we all turn back towards ourselves and we will all get where we're going. As we all know, mindfulness is a pretty common meme. It's become so overused that even I'm sick of hearing it outside and in certain circles because it's lost its true meaning. And the true meaning of mindfulness or what it does is it exercises the part of our brain that can choose. It's building a new muscle So when we're in certain situations where we'd normally be triggered or we react in a very prescribed way, perhaps with anger or jealousy or judgment, in those moments, we can choose to react differently. And if you think about it, that's pretty profound because sometimes or so often we can all feel trapped in our reactions and in the situations that we're in and in how our relationships are going. We feel stuck with, like, there's no way out because, you know, so-and-so says A and I will always react in B because I don't like it. And yet, there is another way. And once we start to practice mindfulness, noticing our own self-judgment, noticing our own inner critic voice. And we stop identifying with that voice as if that is me. But we give a little space between that harsh, harsh inner critic and who we really are, which is the divine in love, we can begin to see other avenues, other choices, and other ways to move forward in our lives. Mindfulness also forms the foundation of self-compassion. When we can tap into that space between our story and the shoulds, especially the shoulds, and what we believe is true, and all these things that we bring forth, once we can give a little bit of space to that and recognize it as a part of us instead of it being us, this is the first step in self-compassion. And when we can cultivate self-compassion, You are well, well on your way in your spiritual journey. And this is why the spiritual journey is so personal. Because everybody's inner landscape and everybody's lives are so individual. And we're all here for a very different reason. And we're all unique. We all have something unique to bring to the world which makes our seeking just as unique. 
the deeper that we go into our own inner world, the more mindful that we become, the less suffering there is and the less constant turmoil. There's going to be turmoil and there's going to be suffering, but you're not knocked over by it. You're just maybe a little windswept by it. And eventually, it's more like an annoying fly. So we've explored the effects that mindfulness can have on spirituality. But there are also great effects that spirituality can have on mindfulness. And this was true for me. My mindfulness practice literally took off. And I had several moments of deep awakening when I started applying more spiritual principles to my mindfulness practice. And the first one that actually surprised me because it's so easy, yet we forget about it so much, is asking. You get to a point where you say, show me another way. There's got to be another way. That's usually, the, that's usually the mantra that comes to me. But for other people, it may be something like, I don't know how to do this. Please help. In whatever way it comes forth, or however it comes forth, it comes forth from a pretty deep place. And it may not even be in the form of words. For you, it may just be a feeling. But there's a definite asking going on. And once we tap into that and we ask, it's like the floodgates open. It's amazing. And we begin to receive. And this is where it gets interesting because when everyone has their own reaction, but sometimes we don't believe what we're receiving. Maybe it's too abstract. Maybe we don't trust our intuition yet. Whatever the reason is, it can take a while to get used to receiving solid, honest, true information from ourselves. But the more that we practice this and the more we build this muscle, the more we can trust that this information is correct and true for us in our lives. And one way to do that is to notice, there's always a noticing, right? And always a pause, pausing and noticing what's coming in. And once we do that, applying non-judgment to it. So sometimes it can be really, it can be overwhelming. Like, oh my gosh, I, I can't do that. Or this can't be the right, this can't be the correct thing because that's not what I really wanted, says our ego or our personality. And yet we're missing something there because we have completely dismissed some very valid, honest information because it's not what we quote unquote wanted. Or Or we do get the information, but it's so subtle that we don't 
necessarily even register it. And there's all sorts of shades of gray in between. But the important thing is, is to keep practicing and keep noticing with non-judgment. For those of us who are highly intuitive, yet maybe we're denying it or have been denying it and are just starting to explore it or have been exploring it just a little bit and are starting to get comfortable with it yet aren't fully ready to accept it, this is a great practice. Noticing what you're receiving with non-judgment. And that can look like, say you receive some really good information about something. Like you get a really solid feeling about a decision or a person. And you think, huh, that's interesting. And you let it go. When we begin to practice non-judgment, especially with ourselves, we can really begin to tap into our true divine nature because it's it feels safe to come out. I mean, you don't feel safe to express yourself deeply or vulnerably with people who are judgmental or critical. And it's the same with your own inner essence. The more critical that we are, the more judgmental that we are, externally towards others and internally towards ourselves, the further we're taking ourselves from being able to connect with our own inner essence. And to be clear, our own inner essence, the true divine nature, it hasn't gone anywhere and it's not going to ever go anywhere. And it's always going to be there no matter what persona you put forth into the world. But what clouds over that essence, that truth, our inner integrity, love, are things like judgment and criticism. And the more that we practice mindfulness and the more that we notice these reactions or these triggers or these things that we tend to do and give space to those, the more that we can practice choosing differently, more that we can practice choosing love, truth, your higher self, pick your favorite word here. And that's incredible. Not only is it incredible, but it's super empowering. Practicing mindfulness has a deep effect, not only on our brain, but in our behaviors. Because we realize that we have another choice in situations where we may or may not have ever felt that way. Essentially, mindfulness is the key to releasing all of our victimization. And we can become empowered in who we truly are. And when you are empowered, you are living in your integrity. You are living from your heart. You are solid in your center and you are in, you're grounded in your core. And there's no stopping that. When we apply spiritual principles to mindfulness, we take it to a whole other level where we experience 
living in our integrity. Instead of it being an interesting concept or something to work towards, it's something that we actually live moment to moment because we've applied these principles of asking. We've started to listen and receive more openly what's coming to us. And it can really take our lives into a whole other dimension. Pun not intended, but it's true. And by no means does there have to be a spiritual connection to mindfulness. It can just be a cognitive-based function where we're working with the brain to help it create new neural pathways so that you, as the operator, can have more choice. But when, I think, when we add our own introspection to that practice, it can really take us to new heights. Heights that are grounded. Thank you for letting me join you today on your path. If you'd like me to answer a question, please feel free to go to my website and leave me a message. My website is www.trishamartinowen.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-M-A-R-T-I-N-O-W-E-N.com. I love hearing from you. Also, if you wouldn't mind, please commenting on iTunes. This helps people find these teachings much more easily, which I so deeply appreciate, as I do you. Thank you, and namaste. Namaste.